0: I think it's helpful to be able to look at the different types and see either the similarities or the differences, Mm -hmm. so that you can relate to one another. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard, and we have to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Alright ladies, we are back today with our second episode in our Enneagram series that Shell and I are doing for you guys. So on the last episode, we went through all the different ways to figure out your type and all the different resources and why we think it's valuable and how we discovered our numbers and all of that stuff. So that was our big last deep dive. And on today's episode, we start going into each of the numbers and giving them a little bit of a magnifying glass to show what they're like, what their core desires and fears are and what we really admire about them, some different people that we can think of that seem to embody each of those numbers. We also happened to go over my number and Shell's number today, which was very difficult, but I think it was super fun and a really good conversation. And hopefully it'll give you a better idea, even if you aren't any of these numbers, how to love well on these numbers. So I hope that you get that out of today's episode. Episode, but also if you want to go into this in more depth, even if you want to get a little bit of personal guidance, talking with me about your number and whatnot, we have so many opportunities in the Patreon community. So you can join us for just $3 a month and be able to access our morning shows and the amazing community that we have over there. Or we have all the way up to coaching levels where you can get one on one time with me each month to be helping you work on your efficiency or your goals or your. Organization or helping you to identify your Enneagram number and be able to utilize that in your life well. So you can head over to patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely to find all the details on that and be able to see where you might want to fit into our community and what you might be able to get out of it. So you should definitely come and see what we have to offer over there. All right, ladies, this is such a fun episode and I want to dive right in. So let's get back to the Enneagram with me and Shell. Welcome back, Shell. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> we are doing this episode like super early in the morning because there just, there wasn't any other time. We've got right. super busy lives. So you know what? We just, <laughs> got to work. Yep. The <laughs> window. <laughs> so we are here today. We are back with the next episode in our Enneagram series which we have been doing so much reading and everything about, but it's still kind of scary to be taking on this part of it because Uh we're going to be deep diving on the different types. And we're going to do the first four types today. And you guys, like we said last week, like we are not professionals. We are just... (laughs) <laughs> who love the Enneagram and have seen its benefits. And so we're gonna talk, you know, from that perspective and the the research that we've done today and hopefully it'll give you a little bit more clarity into what your number might be or how to relate to certain people, you know, yeah. based on what you hear today. But also mm-hmm. we're gonna be tackling our two numbers today, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is so scary. It is. No, it's it very vulnerable. It <laughs> is. So I think we both kind of had this perspective, like, as we were making our notes and everything, like, every other number feels fine to talk about, and then you mm-hmm. get to your own number, and it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> I feel naked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is a good indication that that is our number, like, that right. really is, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so here we go here we go <laughs> you actually I do want to hit though that you have been reading some other Enneagram books yes this past week right and so mm-hmm. what what was the name of that one again
1: it's called Mirror of the Soul um and it's by Alice Riley and it's been really good I I'm probably like 30 percent through but I'm loving it so much um and one of the quotes actually from, from the book that's really stood out to me um, with all of this confusion of like, how do I figure out what number I am? Um, but one of the things that she said is one reason why the Enneagram confuses us at first is because it identifies our blind spots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why it's so painful when you finally yeah. like are able to accept, okay, this is my number because all my blind spots have been exposed. Yeah um but yeah it's been great going through this book and I I definitely recommend it I'm not finished yet but um yeah it's been really good
0: and it's supposed to be a Christian perspective
1: yeah right definitely a Christian perspective
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. which is always refreshing because I think that you know some people they they see the little like star part of the Enneagram and they get freaked out about that and they start going like oh this is something evil or whatever and I kind of have the same perspective as I do with yoga or anything Uh else like that. Like Mm -hmm. it can, anybody can make something into an evil thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like you, you can use yoga to have it be a part of a Buddhist practice, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like it can be for exercise and just getting your mind to calm down and be able to focus. Like there's a lot of times when I do yoga, when I'm thinking about Jesus, you know, yeah, <laughs> so I feel right. like that's okay. And I think the Enneagram is the same sort of thing. Like you can mm-hmm. use it. And like, I mean, I love how they talk about it at your It's about being in alignment or misalignment with the gospel. Yes. Like this can be completely founded out of your faith. And so I want to, I want to say that because I always have people, you know, reach out about these kinds of things and be like, wait, but did you know about such and such thing Mm -hmm. when it was used in a bad way or whatever? And it's like, well, yeah, of course, everybody can use things in a bad way. Mm -hmm. People use the Bible in a bad way, (laughs) you know? And so I just want to say, if you aren't comfortable with it, don't do it. (laughs) Not for you, but I think that it can be really beneficial so Mm -hmm. I just want to kind of put that out there and I also want to say that a lot of the things we'll be talking about today and like the core fears and desires and all those things we've pulled from a lot of the resources that we mentioned last week Mm -hmm. so I want to make sure to give them credit Um, definitely Mm -hmm. Beth and Jeff McCord and all of their your Enneagram coach stuff and their book Becoming Us and um the like all the other websites and that sort of thing mm-hmm. that we mentioned last week on the podcast those are the resources we're using to you know give you the information right. that we're talking about today so mm-hmm. i want to make sure to give credit where credit is due
1: absolutely I feel like just the book that that I'm reading right now with the Christian perspective, one thing that I have really appreciated about it is that she uses a lot of scriptures Mm. and ties that in with whatever particular number we're reading about. Or she actually also talks about the history of the Enneagram a little bit. There's one chapter about that, which I I hadn't done a lot of research on that, but she Mm. kind of traces it back to how like the early church fathers used it and so that was really interesting. That was yeah for
0: me, new information. But, uh, so I enjoyed that part. Yeah. I listened to a little bit of that when I listened to uh, The Sacred Enneagram uh-huh. by Chris Hewarts. And he talks about some of the origins. And I found that to be really interesting, too, mm-hmm. and like, the early church fathers and mm-hmm. um, how they would talk about, like, the original sin and yeah. that sort of thing, how we all kind of have... Well, not just the original sin, but like our, why can't I use my brain today? What Mm -hmm. are those?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, the old self and the new self is how like she um, refers to it. Some people say the false self and the true self, Um, depending on what lingo, I don't know Mm -hmm. or who you're reading. Um, But then also, I think it's also mentioned as being the ego, um, Mm -hmm. that kind of like our sin nature,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was the seven deadly sins. I think that's what I was thinking about, that there's like two more, but like those sins that were kind of like the ones that the early church fathers talked about, kind Uh of each one was attributed to a different number of the Enneagram, like that that was their biggest struggle. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that is interesting. Yeah.
1: I do too. And it's so, it's so painful when you're going there for yourself personally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. is there something interfering with your happiness or that is preventing you from achieving your goals? It can be the little everyday things that are just struggles and frustrations that end up getting you really down overall, or it can really be big, crazy, monumental things like what I have had in my life. But if there is something that you are dealing with, I just want to encourage you to get some help I have gotten counseling over the past two and a half years that has made all the difference in being able to move forward and find joy and happiness in my life. And BetterHelp is a great way to do that. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Plus, there are some real perks to going through BetterHelp for your counseling, such as they have a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be available locally in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy, but you can still have that one-on-one contact. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counseling if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And if you want an even more personalized picture, I encourage you to visit their website and read some of their testimonials. New ones are posted daily and they constantly refer to just how helpful BetterHelp's counseling is. So visit betterhelp.com lovely that's better H-E-L-P and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced Professional, and as a special offer for cultivating the lovely listeners, you can get ten percent off your first month at BetterHelp.com/lovely. Okay, so let's dive in. We're gonna start with type one. So, the first type we're gonna just dive into, and we maybe should have done this a little bit differently because of like the centers that you work out of. But we're uh-huh. just gonna we're just gonna do it this way because it's just. Easiest. So we're going to start with type one, which is actually a part of the, oh no, is it the gut center now? Yeah, the intuitive. Yes, the intuitive Mm -hmm. triad. So the numbers eight, nine, and one are part of that intuitive triad Mm -hmm. where it's like their decisions and their core feelings kind of come from, you know, like those gut reactions, that intuition Mm -hmm. is where it comes from. And um, their core fear is like being wrong, bad, Mm -hmm. evil, inappropriate, unredeemable, or corruptible. So that Mm -hmm. is kind of where they are working from when Mm -hmm. they are dealing with situations. And so they are usually very structured. Mm -hmm. They have a, like, well, let's talk about their core desire too. I'll just put that out there and then we'll kind of go into our conversation about it. So they have integrity. Um, they they value being good and balanced and accurate, virtuous, like correct. Mm-hmm. They love all that kind of thing. So they're very structured. They believe there is a right way to do things, yeah. and uh-huh. that is just the way you should do it because it's the yeah. right way to do it. So why else right. would you do it any other way? <laughs> and they're So they're really good with like self discipline and systems and organization and structure and spreadsheets and. And all of that kind of thing is what mm-hmm. I see a one really being strong with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Would you say? And I've
1: that? also heard from other um, ones that they have a really strong inner critic that's yes. always like,
0: yes, just
1: hounding them, you know, that they're everything. Yeah. It's not ever good enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, In that sense, or you know, like, is it right? Is it perfect? I mean, I think from what I've heard with ones, they really struggle with perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but then in in ones, I see like on the positive flip side, like that they're world changers because they care so much um, about the integrity of Mm -hmm. you know and and being good and fighting for that. And so, um, anyhow, yeah, those are some of the things that I.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think like from a mothering perspective, they're the moms who all of us look at and are like, how did you do that? Like, how did you keep that schedule so consistently and like stay on top of your discipline so consistently? And like, they, they have that just that inner discipline to be Mm -hmm. able to Be incredibly structured. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so admirable. There, I think ones are incredibly successful homeschoolers because Mm -hmm. they don't like let things slide as much. And Mm -hmm. yeah, homemakers like Mm -hmm. they stay on top of those chore lists. They really, I think, train their children really well. I (laughs) agree. It's incredibly impressive to Mm -hmm. see that come out, especially if it's a healthy one, where they're right. not taking it to the place of being like overly critical of other people and, uh-huh. and that sort of thing. If they are a healthy one and they are just existing within their strengths of being really uh-huh. good at those things, it is a beautiful thing to oh, watch the people yes. to do that.
1: So inspiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not, I don't know, like I, I just really, the one is, is a number that I really have a hard time seeing myself in at all, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I long for that, you know, that of how they're able to, I mean, like with structure and stuff, I'll always give it a go, but then it doesn't end up sticking. And then um, I have to revisit it many, many times, but, um, just how the structure being set in place so well, is enables them to be able to love from a really, um, I don't know, a sustainable place, you know, I think, I feel like, um, that, that capacity grows because they have set their life up in a way that they can actually invite people into it, um, and, and keep that going, you know, and not just, um, kind of fluctuate like I do up and down Mm -hmm. (laughs) with that
0: so (laughs) and I think because of that structure they've set in place it allows them to have that freedom to invite people in like you were talking about but Mm -hmm. it also helps them to have boundaries yes I think which is a really healthy thing when they Mm -hmm. have this like no at this time every day is when we do such and such so Mm -hmm. no I'm sorry I can't (laughs) hang out or I can't you know have Whatever they're, they're just, I think, much better about protecting what they've put yeah. in place. Yeah, yes,
1: yes, which is that another thing that I struggle with is that whole boundaries issue. So, mm-hmm. um, I just look at ones and I admire them so much. Um, and I, I long to like grow in those areas that they yeah. are so um, strong in and that they shine in.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, well, and we have a friend who I think is either a one or a two with a very strong one wing. Mm -hmm. And you, you, when you're around her, you do, do, you just want to like soak it up. Like, Mm -hmm. let me learn your ways (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's so beautifully done and it has worked so well for their Mm -hmm. family. And, and I Mm -hmm. just, yeah, I think that's so admirable. I mean, we'll get to the three in a minute and there are certain things that I think cross over as far Mm -hmm. as like being able to set up the organization or the structure but it's just coming from a different place for the threes for the ones It really comes from like this is the right way and so that's what why we're going to do what we're doing yeah Um, and I I think it's helpful to be able to look at the different types and see either the similarities or the differences Mm -hmm. so that you can relate to one another but those ones, whereas like I, as a three can set up that structure and whatnot, I think the ones are a little bit better following through. On it. And
1: this is interesting um, with some of my three friends, I feel like if you're going to have a type confusion, one in a three is a really common mm-hmm. one where you're kind of trying to figure out which one do I lean towards? So yeah. looking at that, um, that, maybe the triad or whatever the core motivation and yeah. fears. Could be really helpful if you're trying to untangle. With, okay, which where do I, where do I lean? Um, yeah, but that there are a lot of similarities. I see that too, which is why yeah. I admire ones and three so much. I am like smack in the middle. Like <laughs> yeah, of you are. Oh, I love I love what I'm seeing in in those types so much, and it's just really inspiring to me. So
0: yeah, and I think that if you do struggle between, am I a one or am I a three? Again, coming back to like those core fears and desires are the thing. Mm-hmm that helps to clarify it because Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd feel so bad if my core fears were coming out of a place of like, Oh, I just don't want to be wrong or bad or evil. Like that wouldn't Mm -hmm. be embarrassing to me. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it's from the threes perspective of like why you're putting all those things into place, it's much more embarrassing. So I, I felt that same way with an eight when I read... Like, yeah. what the possibilities were. I was like, well, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm good. <laughs> that sounds mm-hmm. great. But that lets you know, like, oh, there isn't that discomfort there. I don't feel exposed because right. I think those things are okay. And I think we also, we tend to see the good in all the other numbers uh-huh. and only yeah. the bad in our own. Right. A lot of the time. That's
1: so interesting. I
0: thought yeah. That's true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and right. some... We've, we've kind of tried to look for some people in pop culture who we feel like embody the one or yeah. are actual people or just characters from shows. And this was hard because, granted, these are other people's typings of uh-huh. characters or people. So we have to remember that because really the only person who can say what type they are, who really knows like, their inner motivations, is that person. Mm -hmm. And there, you can look on the internet and we were laughing because (laughs) you could look at the same character and there's like eight different memes for what that person could possibly be and why, you know? (laughs) So some of them I think are a little bit more obvious than others, but this is just going to be like what we're going to go with and what Mm -hmm. we're going to point out, but you could type these people differently, probably. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of them that jumped out to me as we were trying to think of them, it was hard to just think of them (laughs) on our own. I was like, I don't know. But Monica from Friends, Uh I think is a really good example of just being that perfectionist and wanting things like a certain way. Uh Um, Angela on The Office, this was a hotly debated one. There were people who said she was an eight, people who said she was a five, like, but I don't know. I I can see I think maybe she has a latent eight in her. (laughs) But I can definitely see that one of like this is the way it's supposed to be. And so I kind of see Angela as a one. And then we were we were going over little women, which also had different, you know, most of them had a few different things that people said they could be, but we thought Meg was Mm -hmm. a one. Is that Mm -hmm. what we finally landed on?
1: Yeah, we did. And we were going back and forth between a one and a three. That was funny. Yeah. We were like, oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah. And it was funny how, you know, just from your perspective of of how you think and see and view other people, how -hmm. that can kind of, that's why there's so many different opinions on who (laughs) these, what numbers,
0: these different
1: historical figures or they are. So it's so funny. Yeah. But yeah,
0: (laughs) Meg. Yeah. And then Steve Jobs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I, I could also see like pieces of an eight in him or, mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit pieces of a three. But mm-hmm. I think like his, his drive to like make the best product that he could and like mm-hmm. that there was a right way to do it. I mm-hmm. think I, I can see in Steve Jobs for mm-hmm. sure. And then Michelle Obama. Was another one that was listed on the internet, which I thought I don't know, I don't know enough about her. Maybe I need to listen to her autobiography yeah. to, like, to like know what that if that would be accurate or not. Yeah, but I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, and how interesting must that have been if she is a one? Like, I wonder how differently the White House was run. Compared no. to like other first ladies, because yeah, you'd think good. like a one would really drive for everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: I know her, her autobiography is on my books to read
0: book list. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, I want to listen to that one this year. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts on ones? Um,
1: oh, I just love ones, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, uh, like I said, it's kind of my, the, maybe a number that I identified with the least, which is, I yeah. don't
0: know. <laughs> which is so interesting because I feel like a lot of times with Wings, which wings uh-huh. are the number on either side yes. of your number. So mm-hmm. it's you have your your main number, and then you have the one that you kind of lean into a little bit more, mm-hmm. like you can access those parts of. And then you also have the numbers that you go to in stress or in health. And mm-hmm. I think we'll probably talk about that more on the next episode that we do on the Enneagram mm-hmm. because it wouldn't make sense before we'd covered all of the no. numbers. Right. Um. But, but the wing is kind of like where you go, like what you can access a little bit more. And mm-hmm. like, I kind of go, like, I think I definitely wing four, but then I can see the times when I can pull out that two wing and uh-huh. and utilize it yeah. a little bit. Whereas like when I look at you, I'm just like, there's no one wing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think no. you're just so three winged. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's no yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, one thing I was going to mention when we were talking about examples of ones that I was doing reading on, and, and if you want to look at a biblical character, that,
0: I oh, yeah. like a
1: biblical character now, but I think the Apostle Paul, actually,
0: so mm-hmm. I guess if, if
1: those of you lovelies that are really identifying with the one right now, like, I mean, do you see in Paul kind of those characteristics uh, yes. of a one? So, um, uh, you know, well, he, that's what made him really such struggled. a
0: good Pharisee. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No you know?
1: legalism, you know, that God rescued him out of yeah. that, that law based. I mean, it, it's really, it's really cool. So I was, I thought it was really fun. So I was trying to find Types in the Bible for each one of our people here, which um, I, I mean, love each one of our numbers, that. So.
0: yeah, oh, yeah. yay, yes. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's such a good example of like how you can be in alignment or misalignment of the gospel. Like, you can yeah. use that, you know, very driven, this is the way things are supposed to be. We're going to follow all of these rules to completely mm-hmm. lose the relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. But then mm-hmm. when he could live under grace yep then it was all about people, and so there was the yeah.
1: transformation that happened in him that's so incredibly obvious, and if you're looking at it through the lens of a one um it's it's pretty cool because yeah, yeah, who he became was not who he he was <laughs> yeah oh and the I love impact, that. yeah, yeah,
0: it's oh, I'm cool. so glad you brought that up. that was really yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies, today I want to tell you about a really fun new sponsor for the podcast. It is Orate Fine Jewelry. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about it. So, there were these two friends. They sat together at brunch one day and realized that one of them had a finger that was turning green from a very overpriced ring, which sparked a conversation about how they were fed up with the traditional jewelry market. So, they decided to found Orate on the desire to shake up the jewelry market by offering modern women beautiful designs, amazing quality at affordable prices, and ethically sourced pieces that they can wear every single day because it's all real gold. You can wear it and never have to take it off. Shower, sport, sleep, cook, anything. It's jewelry for life. And because they know it's jewelry for life, they also offer a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts. And they're able to offer such amazing prices because they sell directly to you without the middleman markup. So they can offer the same quality as traditional fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost because Orate hacked the jewelry market, making real gold accessible. Plus, it's ethically made in New York City, empowering women with the best jewelry options without sacrificing style. And for every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. I was super excited when I got to check out this brand because they offer everything from substantial pieces to more delicate styles. Everything feels really modern and classy, the exact kind of vibe that I am looking for in jewelry. And I thought it was pretty fun to be able to gift myself a little something this Valentine's Day so i got these beautiful gold stacking rings i have always loved stacking rings and i got these three beautiful rings that i can now wear and i got for myself so i'm really excited about it and if you would like to gift yourself a little something also or give a gift to a wonderful friend or family member then you can get 15 off your first orate purchase by going to oratenewyork.com lovely and using the promo code lovely so that's a-U-R-A-T-E, York.com slash lovely to get 15% off your first Orate purchase. Just use that promo code lovely when you go to com slash lovely and you will be able to find yourself a signature piece that I'm sure you're going to love. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Are we are we ready to tread into these waters, Shell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You have to go first. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. So no. Okay. So type yeah. two, which just happens to be my favorite type on the whole <laughs> Enneagram. <laughs> I think they're oh the most gosh. wonderful people. Oh. They're the sweetest people. and They are coined as the helper. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so their core desire is like being appreciated, loved, wanted mm-hmm. and their core fear is being rejected and unwanted, being thought worthless, needy, inconsequential, dispensable or unworthy of love. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's like a big burden to wear but mm-hmm. I think that twos, so just like my perspective on twos, they are Mm -hmm. highly relational people. Like what they are doing is centered out of their love for other people, their focus on other people. They truly want to be there for others and they are incredibly empathetic. They're great gift givers. They are lovers of beauty and they really value that and I just, I just think they are such great, amazing relational people. Like I know our friend Katie, who I've had mm-hmm. on the podcast before, she's yeah. also a two. Mm-hmm. And whereas like, I was really good when I was a homeschooler of like putting all the pieces together mm-hmm. of how this could like run. She was the one who was like, and then let's bring the heart into it of like mm-hmm. the like she even yeah. kind of coined this term of relationally driven homeschooling mm-hmm. because yeah. that's where everything pours out of mm-hmm. is relationship with other people. Yeah. And I just, I just love twos. They're just <laughs> the greatest people.
1: Oh, so what do you yeah. want to
0: share with us about your beautiful number show?
1: Oh, well, you're so sweet because of course, being a two feels very uncomfortable for me, yeah. and it makes me, That um, I mean, we talked about that last week, too, it just exposes a lot in yeah. my heart, um, um, and I guess we'll just kind of dive into what that looks like, but um, anyway, uh, I think that, to if you're looking at kind of the d- darker side, the ego side, that, um, you know, the unhealthy side, Mm -hmm. Um, really we hide behind, um, this very, um, pride is our, we, we have a hard time. (laughs) We can see someone else's needs Mm -hmm. very clearly, but often our own aren't clear to us. And so, um, it is a very comfortable place for me to be, um, focused on someone else's needs, but yes, not really able to admit that I have my own. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, uh, anyhow, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can be kind of proud of the fact that I know what your needs are, but I don't, I mean, you don't know what I need. I mean, if you're really getting super honest, that's where I'm going to hide behind
0: that disguise.
1: Mm -hmm. And um, so (laughs) that doesn't sound very pretty. I mean, really. Um,
0: But on the other hand, when you're on the receiving end, like the twos, all, all my two friends, know what my coffee order is. Yeah. (laughs) Like you guys just like, you're on top of that sort of thing because you are so others focused, but then I can also see where your health can take a hit or like Mm -hmm. because you just, you want to give because you're so, you, you just, you love others so much, but then yeah, you can forget to put on that oxygen mask first Mm -hmm. or even know what that oxygen mask looks like Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah and one thing that I just I feel like God has really um kind of highlighted for me that is so crucial um with being a two and being under stress um is kind of when my my tendency to want to help um turns into rescuing Mm -hmm. and um for years at our church um one thing that they say so often that I've just grabbed onto <laughs> for my own, like as a lifeline for myself is that there are these three, three different things. There's God's part, there's my part. And then there's the other person's part. Yeah. Um, so as a two, there's often a tendency for me to want to try and do God's part. And even sometimes don't want to try and do the other person's part. Yeah. Um, and what happens is that I can really get in God's way of uh, because it's not just help anymore. Now I'm trying to fix something or I'm mm-hmm. trying to rescue someone when that's God's job. And, and so me getting out of the way <laughs> of letting God do that transformation work. And sometimes it's by me not offering to help Yeah. when, you know, it's just, it's not right to. Yeah. Um, so just being super vulnerable in that, um, and, and saying like, there are some sites, like, um, of course, you're seeing all of the positive and the good, and I'm yeah. grateful that you see that in in twos. Um, but for me, that's just kind of um, I don't know where where God has me right now. Um, but there's a verse that came through when I read the, the chapter in the Mirror of the Soul um, that really just was so incredibly special to me when I read it. Um, it even has my word of the year in it, which is the word light.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: but um, so it's from Second Corinthians four seven, and it says. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. Um, this make, makes it clear that our great power is from God and not ourselves. Mm. And for two, that's so freeing. Yeah. We just say, okay, God, we just want to help. We want to give. We want to love people, but we don't want to go beyond like what your job is in their life. Yeah. And, um leave it at that and let you do that transformation and not us try and fix me trying to fix um yeah. that. So um yeah and also like um anyhow. So that's been special for me as I yeah. um kind of just dove into that book this week and and really focusing on um what that is. But there's some other things about twos that are um <laughs> we can act like martyrs. <laughs> we can just feel like, you know, we've given everything up and um, it's, it's a struggle sometimes if someone doesn't recognize it or, you know, like even say mm-hmm. thank you for it. That's yeah. a hard, um, it's a hard thing to like, just continue to give. And when you're looking for affirmation for that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, so that then again, just going to God and, and finding our affirmation, we're getting it from him. Right. And um, so yeah. Am I, am I going to love because that's what I'm created to do or do I have to love to be loved? I mean, that mm-hmm. is kind of what <laughs> a bottom yeah. line for me is. Yeah. what that looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so and and two and as a two, I really struggle with um, like anger because anger seems to cr- contradict love so mm-hmm. much that I have. A, there's a major tension for me in that spot, um, but. it's only when I'm able to really go there and own up to my anger about certain things that I can move to a place where I can actually love freely. Mm -hmm. Um, so because just have a hard time admitting when they're free or that there's anger there. And, um, and that goes back to that pride piece because we just, (laughs) I don't know, it's, it's a wall that's put up. Um, and, um, so yeah, that makes it hard to embrace my limitations. Um, it makes it hard to live from a place of humility um so anyhow
0: yeah yeah well I and know, i think I'm that just... it can also i what i've seen in you is because you are pouring out to others and wanting to love on others and that's really how i feel like you you kind of feel some completeness in your life wow. Absolutely. then mm-hmm. it can be really hard to draw boundaries like you mm-hmm. were saying like you I try to play mm-hmm. the other person's part and God's part. Yeah. And then those boundary lines get blurred because you just want to so be there for others. And I've seen mm-hmm. so much growth in you in that of just moving into that healthy place of what is my part, you know, where, mm-hmm. and where do I need to put up those, not walls, but boundary lines of like, mm-hmm. I, and for your own health as much as for the other person's mm-hmm. and I I've, I've just seen you like grow so much in that and I think that is mm-hmm. so admirable mm-hmm. and yeah, I think oh go ahead
1: oh no thank you for uh um, that's just God's work in me and really you know kind of opening my eyes to my blind spots like yeah that's why the Instagram can be if mm-hmm. we're willing to do that hard work of looking you know painfully at where we are not seeing clearly yeah, uh, there is so much healing through that on the other side of that that I feel like I'm in the process of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but honestly, like, I would much rather listen to you and take on your burden any day than risk putting my own feelings
0: or yeah. me or
1: pain on the line. Yeah, so, um,
0: <laughs> which just, I it's, think it's where it's where I go to hide, hide behind that. So, yeah, and I think that has been like a tremendous point of growth in our friendship. Mm-hmm we've been able to turn the tables and say, Mm -hmm. okay, Shell, how are you? (laughs) Like, how are you actually doing? And I feel like that has taken our friendship to a different place when you are actually able to talk about where you're struggling or where your needs are. And I think you've taught me so much about loving on twos and how to, because Mm -hmm. I just, from my, circumstances for the past, you know, two and a half years, I feel like I've had to take and take and take for so long. And so I've finally been getting to a place where maybe I can turn it around a little bit more and start giving back in little ways. Mm-hmm. And that has been so good for me to start realizing like the best ways to love on my two friends because mm-hmm. really my all my dearest friends are twos. And realizing like there's little things that make a big difference to a too. kind of like you already mentioned like mm-hmm. the little ways to show that you care to genuinely be asking how They are doing to give them not necessarily the practical gift because sometimes doing things for two makes them feel really uncomfortable, and that's not the thing that they want. They actually just want you to show up with like flowers or something (laughs) that is like just makes them feel better because they actually just want to keep doing the dishes or whatever, you know. But you could you should still do the dishes, but you know, I think that it's those little things and those words of affirmation, even when Mm -hmm. like our friend Katie, Mm -hmm. her son got injured in a hockey game. Mm -hmm. And for you to tell me like, this is how you need to love on her. Just (laughs) like, don't ask for how you can be helpful to her. Just show up, bring Mm -hmm. flowers, be there for her like that was what she needed and I loved having like a two tell me what the other two would most feel loved by that was so helpful to me yeah Uh,
1: and it's interesting because affirmation is so big um and you know there's the whole love language thing and for me it's so funny how many times I feel like in this chapter that I'm in the book I'm in right now the word affirmation came up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely my top love language. Yeah. It's just those words of affirmation, <laughs> Yeah, which is like, a, oh, thank you. Or like, I see you, you know, like yes. being yeah. seen in in that. So um, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. so funny.
0: I think that's uh, really good. Well, yeah, I, I get it because next we're going to be hitting on my number and that's going to feel super uncomfortable. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just see so many beautiful things about twos. and 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 twos and threes make a really great partnership, so yes, they do yeah. yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. so That's i great. I love that, and it's been so fun to like as our friendship has developed more, to be able to get to know each other better through the lens of the Enneagram. I think mm-hmm. it's helped us and and my other friends as well, like deepen our friendships because we have this different understanding of mm-hmm. one another and where we are coming from. Yeah. Which I think helps in so many ways. So, mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, some examples. Yeah. Now, now, you debate this one with me. So maybe I, we'll do. It I do both times. But I think Beth from Little Women could be a two, yeah. because you know she goes and like helps the other family, and like that's what gets her sick is because she's helping someone else. Right. And I see that being like a very two thing to kind of like put their own needs aside so that they can help somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I see she could possibly be a nine as well. But
1: yeah, because that's how I I see her as a nine. And then my, if we're looking at little women. I see Marnie as a two. Yes, um, that's right. She's always out in the community, always serving. So that's my my take yeah. on it. But I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe
0: Beth is just doing those things because of the influence of her mother and being a nine and wanting to do what her mom wants yeah. her to do. You know, that yeah. could totally be the case. So this one, I also, I struggle with the next one that I'm going to mention. I think it could be a two or a four. And mm-hmm. I also wanted to say, so we mentioned this a little bit at the beginning of the show, but so the two, three, four are working from the heart center instead of yeah. the gut. So it's like everything, right. decisions and thoughts and everything right. come from the heart and the mm-hmm. emotions, even if you know it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: and yeah, and, but, yeah, oh, and that in all of that, that heart triad, they care very deeply about relationships, like yes. all three of the numbers. I mean, yes. it's just paramount. Yeah. Um, and then we also deal with shame, like a lot yeah. of shame. <laughs> yeah. So we have all of those things in common.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so the other per- one of the other people I want to mention is Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And so I think he could either be a two or a four mm-hmm. because he is big on the feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I could see him being a four for those mm-hmm. reasons. Um, But he also was so like focused on other people and wanting yes. to Help them mm-hmm. that I could see Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers being a two.
1: Yeah. And then Mother and twos, Teresa. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Oh, and twos actually go to four as, as they get yeah. here. That's, That's where they true. Kind of tend That's to true. So maybe Mr. Yeah. Rogers, I mean, I, I know Mr. Rogers was a very healthy, whatever he was, you know. Yes. Like, whatever yeah. his number, he was, yeah. he was a healthy version, so.
0: That could very well be. I could I could definitely see that being the case. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll put Thank Mr. You. Rogers just as a two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. because obviously she just was mm-hmm. so helpful and sacrificial, yeah. and yeah. yeah. So did you find mm-hmm. a biblical character for number two? I
1: did, and you're going to love it, you guys. It's your <laughs> two. It's John and he was the disciple mm. that Jesus loved. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't even able to put his name in the book. Like he wasn't even able to say, you know, here's here I am. But you yeah, know, he identified as being the disciple that God, loved, that Jesus loved.
0: Yeah. And
1: of course, Jews are all about love and um, being loved, giving love. And so, yeah, it's it's John. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I, love
1: was like, yes, yes. I can. I completely identify with that of how I'd rather be seen as like someone who God loves than like actually like who I am, my identity person, you know? Yeah. I want to hide behind instead of feeling like I want to hide behind the fact that I, that God loves me. Like,
0: yeah. Anyhow. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so there's like a happy thing that you can identify with oh too.
1: absolutely there's yeah. lots of happy things they really are but I felt like for this podcast um kind of uh it was it was time for me to be really vulnerable about the, the darker side the yeah. healthier side yeah. and what that looks like and um yeah there are so many good things I mean about being yeah. who God created us to be there's there's I mean there's no better better place so I'm yeah I'm thrilled that I'm a two um, I just also want to be a healthy too. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, for so, sure. And yeah. I feel
0: like that a lot with my number two. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like especially when I first figured it out, I had a lot more shame about it. I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I may I may be pretty shameful by the end of <laughs> this podcast. You're not. You won't be. I won't let you. Oh, but <laughs> because, yeah, the core motivations of a three, I feel like are very uncomfortable with our culture I feel like certain numbers are more culturally acceptable than other numbers are and so I felt very like oh three this is like all the worst parts and that is a very hard thing to like come to grips with Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, I still, it's still embarrassing, but there are things that I can see about my number that's like, well, but that is like a gifting that God has given me to be able to use to even provide for my family. And, you know, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things Mm -hmm. that I'm able to, I feel like as I get healthier, be able to see a little bit more and yeah, Mm -hmm. but it's still, this is going to get real uncomfortable (laughs) real fast. ladies, as parents, we want to encourage our children to pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed. I know I have my kids in all kinds of activities. My boys are in basketball, my son pursues Legos and design, and my daughters are in ballet. We try to really do as much as we can to facilitate their natural talents and what they're interested in, but sometimes that means optimizing their routine, making it more flexible, more dynamic, so they have more time to focus on the things that they love and that is why there's Laurel Springs. Laurel Springs is an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade and I think it is a fantastic option if you have kids who are really getting invested in the things that they are interested in but that might kind of influence their school schedule then Laurel Springs is a fantastic option to still give them an amazing accredited education but allow them to be able to pursue their passions. Also, I think having been a homeschooler previously, I think that if you are wanting that little extra bit of help, especially I know as my kids were getting older, I just felt like I needed to farm out some of these responsibilities. I wanted my kids to be accountable to somebody other than me. I wanted to just kind of be able to be mom sometimes and allow someone else to do some of that heavy lifting. Laurel Springs is a fantastic option to still be able to keep your kids at home and pour into them all of the love and care that you want to pour into them. But maybe lighten your load as mom for the actual education part a little bit. Laurel Springs recognizes that each child is a unique individual with their own personal interests, special talents, and unique learning style. Their flexible learning program offers challenging and diverse elective courses. And Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, and advanced ed, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. So register your child at laurelsprings.com slash lovely today and receive a waived registration fee. That's laurelsprings.com slash lovely for your waived registration fee. laurelsprings.com slash lovely. Okay, so type three is the achiever. So we like to get a lot of stuff done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, our threes have a huge capacity. I'm gonna just jump in here. And, okay.
1: And like kind of interrupt some of your. Well, no, just I'm just saying as you're going here, threes have
0: a huge capacity. That's yeah, that's a gift. <laughs> yes, we do. So. We do tend to have yeah. a big capacity. Mm-hmm. We sometimes also may not see the limits of our capacity and then burn out a little bit, mm-hmm. but. You know, we got to do what we got to do to get Mm -hmm. stuff done. Mm -hmm. So, our core fears: uh, being exposed. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. this this is not helpful for that. (laughs) Um, So, being exposed as or thought incompetent—that is a a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. And being inefficient or worthless, Mm -hmm. um, failing to be or appear successful. Mm -hmm. And then our core desire is having high status and respect, being admired, successful, and valuable.
1: (laughs) There you go. Okay. Well, threes are incredibly inspirational people. Um, Yeah. They motivate themselves and others in that, like, they're incredibly effective in that huge capacity space. Like um, they make good leaders um, life coaches, coaches, yeah.
0: um,
1: they're highly, they're just influential. Um, they're influencers. Um, and I just see so many good things. If I could, I think I, I, I would like to re even reword some of this stuff on the achievers list, because I feel like the wording sometimes isn't really, I don't know, maybe, maybe since I'm not a three, I can't say that, but I just see different things. I mean, can I see the strengths. Yeah. and, um, Yeah, but I mean, I get that it's hard to accept (laughs) your own, you know, or seeing those as being positive, but I just see them so positively. (laughs) So
0: Yeah, well, and I, yeah, it's, you you don't want to be, you don't want people to think of you as like, well, she just has a drive. Like she just wants to be known for her status and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I know that threes can actually struggle to be, Um, like authentic and genuine because we have an ability to kind of be chameleons in our environment. Mm -hmm. Like we can easily pick out how to best Mm -hmm. adapt and Mm -hmm. work with that. But then also I think there's times where I've just (laughs) chosen not to do that. Like I was, and I think that might be like my latent eight coming out (laughs) of why I don't always. But I think it's, we want to, be accepted by others and we can kind of like say or do what we need to do to, to work the room kind of like read the audience and, and, and make people want to follow or, you know, like, well, I, I, I don't know. They, threes have this like charm, like they, they're radiant
1: people. Like people are drawn to threes. Like there's this radiance about them that is it's, very, it's magnetic. Mm. So like, here, yeah. I'm just going to throw in all the positives yeah. I can because that's how I see threes. And yeah. I have a, some, a
0: lot of my closest friends are threes. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I see things that where I think that being a three, I mean, okay, so abuse is harmful across the board, no matter mm-hmm. what kind of personality type you have. Mm-hmm. But I can especially see how the type of abuse that I lived with for a long time was especially difficult because it is hard for me to feel inherently valuable. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I have to work for that, that mm-hmm. I I am not valuable unless I have achieved something, unless mm-hmm. I am doing well, unless I am being successful. Why else would you mm-hmm. want me in my life, in your life, if I'm just mm-hmm. a drainer and I am not being successful in the, whatever it is. I've Mm -hmm. taken on. And so with the type of abuse that I had, that was very specifically targeted at you are worthless. What you're doing is never enough. You've never Mm -hmm. met the mark. You are Mm -hmm. constantly failing. Like that was so Mm -hmm. hard to grapple with when that is like where my worth came out of. Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to just feel like, well, then why am I here? Because I, I, if I can't do anything right, like that's that's my drive in life mm-hmm. is to to create that value mm-hmm. and to be f- efficient and competent. And if it looks like none of that is happening, then mm-hmm. it just it it was incredibly destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has been, and it's, I mean, it still is. <laughs> a struggle mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to try to come to, to that gospel aligned place of i have value just because of who god made me god made to be me. and that he loves me and that's enough and he died mm-hmm. even though i was not you know i i didn't have to earn it yes. and that mm-hmm. i can just try to live in that that's where I have to like come back to over and over again it's like the things that I tell my daughter who I think is a three over and over yeah. again, is, you know you mm-hmm. I am giving you good gifts just because I love you yes. it is not anything Absolutely. that you have to work for you yeah. are valuable to me without you having mm-hmm. to do a single thing and even mm-hmm. when you mess up I still think that you are valuable like yeah. none of that matters it is just that you are my daughter and I love you and yeah. so and so yeah
1: and and threes are the best cheerleaders and listen to you you're cheering your daughter on
0: yeah. and you're speaking truth over
1: her and life over her and it's because you know that it does you know this is something you're experiencing is as you're growing in Jesus and who he's made you to be and how much he loves you but that's enough, being his daughter, you know, being yeah. his beloved daughter. And that's beautiful. That's so
0: beautiful. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I think that it is, that that's the place I have to like keep coming back to and mm-hmm. keep trying to learn. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for the people that God has put in my life because I do think that the people around us can help us to grow in those mm-hmm. ways and help show us those things. And sometimes it's, it's not going to be just out of nowhere that we start to realize these things. I feel like God uses people in our lives to help us grow. And mm-hmm. I think that especially my two friends are the ones who have helped me to start like acknowledging that and seeing mm-hmm. that and, and showing that to me mm-hmm. too, that I don't have to earn mm-hmm. their love And that's still a hard thing for me, but that Mm -hmm. I don't have to earn it that I am loved by them just because they love me, not because Mm -hmm. of what I have achieved or what I've done for them or, you know, and, and that is a really powerful and difficult thing. And it's also hard for threes because we're right in the middle of the heart center. So the, the two, three, fours. Mm -hmm. And We're right in the middle. And typically the number that is in the middle of all the different triads is the one who has the hardest time identifying with that as crazy as that sounds. So while I come from the heart center, I have a lot of trouble like dealing with emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. and like, I just compartmentalize those and I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to be emotional. I want to be rational and so that is like a difficult thing for threes also there's a lot of tension there, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then especially if you have a four wing because fours are all in their feelings all oh, the time that's, that is, yeah, thats yeah
1: that's a lot of that's tension, <laughs> yeah so
0: that's that's kind of a snapshot of a three. I don't know if I did a very good job of talking about oh, it, but you did a great job, uh, Well, some examples of some threes that I either thought of or found online um, are, so Anna from Notting Hill. Have you seen Notting Hill? No, I haven't. Oh, Of course you haven't. Of course I haven't. My little sheltered (laughs) friend. I know. (laughs) Okay. Well, I could see Anna from Notting Hill definitely having that that drive and wanting to be mm-hmm. perceived a certain way and you know I, c- I can see that from her mm-hmm. um beyonce is supposedly yeah. a three I could see that Oprah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's got that drive you know mm-hmm. will Smith um and so a lot so of these people... and he's funny <laughs> he is You guys are funny are <laughs> <They're> my funniest <laughs> friends <laughs> they have such a great sense of humor. Wait, oh. hey, where is that on the list? Come on. Uh, well, I will take that all day long. Oh, it's true. <sighs> um, and okay. So then the last one I'm going to say, you guys, because a lot of times when I see a three, I can spot a three like a mile away. Because I'm like, mm, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I get you. And that makes me really <laughs> uncomfortable because I know why you're doing what you're doing. And so Anne Hathaway is not mm-hmm. three. People tell me all the time that I remind them of her, <laughs> and that, like, drives me.
1: <laughs> Great. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <The> poor thing. <laughs> yeah, and my parents especially, like, they will see a movie with her in it. There was especially this one movie, what was it called? The, um, had, oh, I can see his face. Oh, who is it? I wish the, I could intern, the Intern. The oh, Intern. That's yeah. what it is. And... Her character in that, my parents also felt, was very much like me. It was a three-character, and <laughs> it was like, watching that movie with my parents was so painful, because it was just like, oh my gosh, and they were like, the whole time, that's you, that's you, and when I see Anne Hathaway, like, interviewed on shows, I'm like, I know, like, I could answer these questions. Before her, and it would be the exact same thing. And that just like makes me cringe because I know why she's saying what she's saying. And I just like, oh, it's painful. It's painful <laughs> to me. I'm sure she's probably a lovely person, but I can't stand her. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's too funny. Yeah.
0: And then I think uh, this person was typed as a seven from what we could find online. But I don't know. I'm thinking that Meghan Markle oh be right
1: point. yeah we had a whole discussion about yes. that yeah um, yeah I
0: mm-hmm. could very much see where some of these power plays that she is making and whatnot is to uh-huh. have a certain image and be perceived a certain way mm-hmm. and so I don't know I think mm-hmm. Megan Markle could be a three so yeah I, I agree with that
1: um so if you want to hear my three, my historical figure, yeah, okay. three that
0: I just love
1: so much. Okay,
0: um, is,
1: um, it's Billy Graham, you guys? Oh, like look at that! Like how cool to think, like how influential he was. Yeah, um, he loved all the presidents. He was um, he has had one of the biggest impacts on Christianity in our in our, you know, yeah. country in the history of our country. So, yeah. Um. I loved reading yeah. about Billy Graham and realizing that he was a three, um, and then biblical characters that came up. There were two actually that I saw that I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Was Moses and Jacob? Oh. So um, I don't know. What do you think of those? Because you're the one yeah. who gets through the authority on the three, and you get to say yes or no. The yeah.
0: Did you the, say the second one was Jacob? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see those. I can definitely see with Moses. Mm-hmm except yeah yeah i could see it i could see it although i think he wouldn't have wanted aaron to be the front man (laughs) for him (laughs) so i see a little bit of that like discrepancy although like if he had a stutter he would have maybe like wanted aaron to be the front man so he didn't look bad so (laughs) i don't know (laughs) But, yeah oh, I could wow. see with and I can see like both of these guys had to be humbled too like Moses had the stutter or whatever and then Jacob like ends up with a limp, limp. like he had to be like you know we're gonna fight off your your tendency to like want that but then also Jacob <laughs> being all flashy goes and buys his kid like this crazy colored coat so I can see that too like my boy's gonna look good <laughs> <laughs> you are, you're in your three is three right now,
1: lady. Yeah. <laughs> have a hike. Oh, my oh, word. word. So
0: oh. I can do um. that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you for that. You're welcome. Oh, man. <laughs> so we're going to try to squeeze in one last one. Do you think we can do it? I don't know. Can we? Do we have the time to, to dive into this? Well, there's one other thing I wanted to mention about three Okay, um,
1: and just how you kind of said that whole stigma on maybe, maybe how they're driven for success. Um, and, and what kind of a stigma that could possibly have and how you view it. But I really feel like as I've thought more about this, the way that the world views success, how it is often very self-focused, right? Mm-hmm. But you right. Jesus was the most successful person who has ever lived. So. It looks different, right? Yeah. Success, as far as Jesus is concerned, is totally upside down in what you would say, like the world. So I would say to all these threes that struggle with, why does my number sound so selfish?
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: that's something that bothers you? Yeah. Well, then take it up with Jesus because Jesus is the most successful person who's ever lived. <laughs> but yes. it's so weird because it, it just turns things upside down and it feels backwards and it. but yeah. he was the most selfless person that ever lived. Success is not a bad, like that drive for that, that's not bad. It's just any of us in any of our numbers, when we become the object of whatever it is um, Mm -hmm. that our struggle is, or that's, that's when, you know, I feel like it it gets ugly. Yeah. So I just want to say like, Please do not shy away from that word as far as like successfulness or drivenness. I mean, it's good, good, yeah. And I see so much good in that. So that's my little sermon. Okay, on that,
0: so. well, I will take that, I will take that, oh, and, and we'll try good, to accept that, yeah. and we'll try to, <laughs> like I said, in a future episode, we'll go more into like where the numbers go in health and in stress. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, four of three. We go to six in health and that can look like being super loyal Mm
1: -hmm. and,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. there for people in, and not out of like a selfish
1: place.
0: Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. if you can somehow, you know, get there, then your three friends can be super loyal and Mm -hmm. funny and yep yep (laughs) and and we want to be known for that (laughs) yes and you are (laughs) yeah okay I think I think we're gonna call it here okay because it's been a pretty long episode and I don't want to rush through a four so maybe we'll try to like get through like three numbers on each of these episodes so that we're really like doing them justice and then we can talk about you know where they go in health and stress and all those good things Yep. all right okay. ladies so we will be back it might be a couple of weeks before we're back with another enneagram episode but we're hoping that you are really enjoying these and we would love to hear back from you and yeah, um come talk to us on instagram and all the yep. good places because we would love yep. to chat with you guys more about this mm-hmm. all right i'll talk to you later shell okay
1: so fun thank you
0: Yeah. bye Okay, ladies, if you want show notes from any of the things that we talked about from this episode, you can head over to boldturquoise.com slash 155, or I think you can even see the show notes right in whatever podcasting app you use, so iTunes or wherever, and if you happen to be on iTunes and you want to give us a little rating and review, that is seriously helpful for getting the podcast out to more people. Also, we did a little bit of a switch earlier this year, and some of the podcasts were not received. the feed, So you want to make sure you go in there and make sure that you're still subscribed and everything is working correctly because we don't want you to miss a single thing, especially because we have more episodes that we are going to be doing on the Enneagram and hopefully giving you a clearer picture of what all this is and how it can be helpful to your life. And like I said, we love talking with you about this. So there's a few different places that you can get into conversation with us about the Enneagram. One of those obvious places is, of course, Patreon. You can go to patreon.com cultivatingthelovely. We want to deep dive this with you there. We've got a whole community of ladies who are interested in it as well. So be sure to head over there to patreon.com cultivatingthelovely to find all of your different options for joining us and to get a little bit more in-depth look at things. And we also love talking with you on Instagram. It's our favorite place to connect with you besides Patreon. It's so much fun. I'm on stories pretty much every day. You can find us at Mackenzie Coppa and at shell underscore bruises. So we would love to see you there. You can also find those links in our show notes. I think that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, go be bold and gracious.